Cairo. Feast. Take a bite out of Dr. Jeff's wisdom so you can pay it forward. Come and get it. Cairo Feast is online and we are ready to serve. And today I've got a special Thanksgiving episode, which fits perfectly with the name of my podcast, Cairo Feast, because it's all about the feast, the side dishes, the main course, the dessert. And so, yes, we're going there today, and we're not going to talk about chiropractic, you guys. We are going to talk about the 10 things that you can do to have a calm, heartfelt Thanksgiving. So I feel like I'm qualified to talk about this because at this point in my life, I'm 51 years old. So I've had, this is what, my 51st Thanksgiving. I've done this a few times, okay? So there's a little bit of wisdom that's going to ooze out of my pores here, and it's going to come right at you. So we're going to talk about the 10 tips for a calm, heartfelt Thanksgiving from a dude, okay? I'm just a dude. I'm just a guy that, you know, take these for what it's worth, you know? I'm not a therapist or anything like that. I'm just giving you some tips from a dude. All right, so here we go. Let's let's get it going. And yeah, we're probably going to talk about football too because it's kind of part of Thanksgiving. So we're going to start with number one. Maybe the most important tip <clears throat> let go of perfection. You know, there's there's all this thought that goes into preparing the perfect dinner. Having your house perfect, cleaning it, getting it spotless, you know, having everything just right, the table centerpiece and blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you right now, this is... This is it. Stop it. Stop it with the perfection. Nobody cares that much about perfection. So it's okay to not have everything perfect. So, you know, if your kitchen is a little messy, guess what? You're cooking in it. It's okay. You know, allow it to be a little messy. Allow allow your dishes to not be perfect. It's okay. You don't have to have your yard perfect either and your car washed. Okay. So just let go. All right. Let go. Think about yourself. I mean, if you're going to somebody else's home, do you really expect the home to be perfect? No. You're just hoping to have a good time, right? You're hoping to get fed and you're hoping to have a good time and maybe fall asleep on the couch. I don't know. I mean, it's just, so stop with the perfection. I think that's that's a good one to start with. Okay, number two. I'm, I'm going to go two different ways on this, okay? Um, there's one direction you could go, which is set a simple table. So if you're hosting, okay, most of these tips are for if you're hosting in your home. It doesn't have to be extravagant, okay? Remember, part of what you're doing is creating memories. And so if 
if you've got some five-year-olds, some seven-year-olds that want to have their favorite plate and it happens to have like a Sesame Street character on it or something like that and you're like, oh, that's going to look stupid on our Thanksgiving. You know what? Get over it. It's okay. If, you're, if your kid wants their favorite plate, let them have their favorite plate. It doesn't need to be fancy. Now, the other direction you can go with this is this, and I find this to be a conundrum in our culture, that we have, we have like this fancy set of dishware, okay? In my house, we've got like seven sets of these fancy plates and dishes from like my great-grandmother and my wife's great-grandmother passed down. I mean, we've got the most beautiful dishes. Where are they? They are hiding in a cabinet, and we never use them. Why not use them? Why not get them out? <coughs> if you break them, who cares? You know, I mean, because they're made to be used. So don't wait for a special occasion to use certain dishes. Get out the nice stuff. Just use it. And sometimes that right there will be special for your kids or for some of the people around the table. Oh my goodness, look at this. And then there's a story of where those dishes came from. So it's okay if you go simple, and it's definitely okay if you go fancy and just do it up and not worry about chipping some plates. All right? All right, number three. Where are we here? Um, Prepare as much as possible ahead of time. Now, that kind of goes for setting the table too. We just got done talking about um, putting the dishes out, get the table set the day before. Why not? Get everything out there so that that piece is done. You don't even have to think about it the next day. So the same thing holds true with preparing You know, some of the dishes and whatnot. If you can do that ahead of time, the day before, the night before, and have certain things done and ready and then just chilling in the fridge or, or whatever... That's like magic because then when it comes to the day of, you're not scrambling. Man, what you want to really avoid is the scramble where you're sweating. And I'm telling you, you know, you're, you, you, got, you, you get yourself cleaned up and, and looking good and then you're scrambling, running around like because you're not prepared. That's no fun. So do things ahead of time. Prepare some things ahead of time. Now. Here's what I love. I love when we're organized and when we're ahead of of schedule. Enjoy a moment to yourself before your guests arrive. Actually plan everything so that you're ready about 90 minutes before guests arrive. If you plan for 90 minutes, then probably about 60 minutes before guests arrive, you're going to be ready. And what do you do? You've got the candles lit, you've got your favorite music playing, everything smells great in the house, everything's prepared and ready, and you can sit down, maybe turn on the fireplace, pour yourself a glass of wine or maybe a cup of tea, and just savor the stillness before the storm of family and the storm of activity, which is going to be wonderful but savor that moment. I've done that a number of times and 
Um, it's wonderful, and it's never a bad thing to have a glass of wine already 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 polished off. You know, before the family gets there, gets you in the mood, and you're like ready to really enjoy people and and being around others. So um, enjoy that moment to yourself before guests arrive. Now, here's one I kind of learned from my wife. Okay, granted, I learn a lot from my wife. She's an absolute master entertainer. And she sets up a drink station away from the kitchen. You know, in the summers and whatnot, it's usually out on the deck. Forces everybody, go get your drinks, your bottled water, your, you know, beers, your whatever. It's out on the deck. Go. And that gets people out of there. And they can just relax looking at the lake or whatever. But even now when it's cool outside, um, having a different spot in the house, maybe it's in the basement and where the, where the TV's on and maybe some sports are playing or, or what have you. Or, you know, if you've got a beverage station, and for us guys, that's kind of a cool thing to be in charge of the beverage station. And you can actually serve others at this station by making special drinks or, or something like that. And so... Having it set up away from the kitchen where stuff is flying around um, is a really good idea, okay? So chalk that one up from my wife, Dion. She's awesome. Stick with easy appetizers. Now, and I, and, I'm, and I mean this because, yes, I'm a dude. I mean, do I like the fancy asparagus wrapped with bacon and all that kind of fancy stuff and baked and and all of this of course but you know it doesn't have to be hard so don't overthink and make it hard if you want to if you need to to make some things easy just go with easy appetizers i mean roasted nuts a cheese plate you know um pickles olives easy stuff just stuff that you don't have to prepare, but people just love it, and they just mow it down, you know. Um, one of my favorite things is a is a pickle plate. We have a giant, this giant dish thing, and, he, and it's got room on this giant plate for um, about eight different items that you can put together um, that's all sectioned off, and I like to have all pickled items on there. And you can tell them I'm kind of a pickle freak, but you can have pickled asparagus. You can have jalapeno stuffed olives. You can have dill pickles. You can have um, uh, jalapenos, all kinds of different pickled things all on this one plate. And that's an easy thing for me, like a guy, to put together. I just got to pick my eight things and put them out in the dish. And it's awesomeness, okay? So stick with easy appetizers. All right, next one. Take mindful breaks throughout the day. When you're planning and when you're going through all of this um, to prepare for this day, don't feel like you need to cram it all. Plan ahead. Now, this is good advice for life in general. Plan ahead. Don't make your life so difficult by jamming it all in. And I say this because I've screwed up on this a lot. And I've learned that I need to not try to jam so much stuff in and just plan for 
little breaks that you can take during the day. Um, those are great, great breaks to like have a glass of wine too. So just by the way. All right. Next one. Hmm. Let go of control. Allow for some cooking tasks to be done by other people. Okay, so, and hear me strongly here that um, it's okay if you've got your couple, three things that you're controlling, right? But then have some things that other people can help you with, especially your kids, because if they can help you, you know, put put uh, the pickle plate together or put the nut uh, the nuts mixed nuts plate and the cheese plate together you know stuff like that if they can be a part of that you are creating a memory you are creating something that these kids are going to remember for the rest of their lives okay i mean i remember putting the olive tray together at my grandma's house and I can still remember looking down at my hand and I'm supposed to be putting all the olives like together, right? And I look down and I've got the black olives stuck on the top of my fingers. Okay, now admit it. You've done this before too, okay? You've done that, so don't make fun of me. But I still remember having a black olive on the end of every single one of my fingers and then making weird, you know, uh, motions at my cousins and stuff like that when I had all these uh, olives stuck on my fingers and then getting yelled at, of course, by my grandma, right? Because I'm goofing off. But what a great memory. I still remember my grandma's face when she saw me with all those olives stuck on the ends of my fingers. So allow your kids to help. Allow them to be a part of it. Allow your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, whatever, to be a part of some of it. It's okay. All right, um, here we go. Number nine, we've got two more here. Number nine is get people out of the house while the, while the turkey cooks. Nobody likes sitting watching the stupid bird cooking in the oven, okay? So have some stuff for people to do. If it's a nice day, man, get people out of the house. Go for a two-mile walk, you know, which is going to take you about 30, 35 minutes, something like that. Go for a walk if it's a beautiful day. Stand in the yard. Throw the tennis ball for the dog. You know, um, you know, stand out in the yard with a with a beer or a glass of wine or something like that, and just um, shoot the breeze while you're while you're outside. And if it's not as nice outside, then you know, have a different part of the house that you can go to where you can play foosball or uh, ping pong or you know. Um, uh, maybe it's a video game on, on your console or something like that, or get the Wii out and, and watch people do some bowling or golf or, you know, something like that. So, you know, allow people to do something away from the kitchen so everybody's not, like, staring at the cook, okay? That's no fun, so don't don't stare at the cook. All right, number 10. And probably the most important thing, and it's gonna I'm going to end this number 10 with a task for you as human beings and then a task for you for those of you that work in a chiropractic clinic. So this is the this is the only time I'm going to talk about chiropractic. And number 10 is this. Pause before you dig in. 
Say a heartfelt prayer. Read a poem. Maybe ask people around the table to share one thing that they are grateful and thankful for. But make sure that you pause. Thank the Lord for the blessings that we have. And this podcast is being recorded just before Thanksgiving 2020. In my 51 years, the craziest, nuttiest, most painful, brutal year I've, I've ever seen and experienced. And amidst the pain and the challenges of this year, the blessings are more abundant than ever. We have to open our eyes to them. And so a heartfelt prayer and thankfulness to God for the blessings that he's given you this year, I think is appropriate. It's, a, it's appropriate every year, even more so this year. And now here's your challenge. I was talking with uh, Rachel, our marketing strategist, uh, the other day, and we were talking about, man, we, we just want to do something to express our gratitude. And we want some our patients, uh, the people that come to us and walk through our doors to be able to express themselves. And we're thinking about Thanksgiving, like, oh boy, we're, we're kind of late to the party on this. But, and then all of a sudden I got this idea. And this idea is that here in the next five weeks, we are going to be saying goodbye to 2020. In all of its glory, all of its challenges, and all of the things that we've had to deal with from a, from a business standpoint, healthcare standpoint, um, COVID and all the effects that it's had, you know, and all the things that have happened this year, uh, for, for all the crappy stuff that we've dealt with, there's more things that are coming out of this year that are positive. And so we are determined. We haven't decided exactly what we're going to do in our clinic yet, but we are going, we are determined that between now and January 30 or January 1st of 2021, we are not just going to shut the door on 2020. We are going to slam the door on 2020 and we are going to open the door for 2021 and we are going to step through it. And there is hope. And we want um, all of our staff and all of our team and all of our patients that walk through our doors to stop thinking about the negative and start thinking about the positive and the optimism that's going to happen on the back side of 2020. As we step into 2021, we want people to be writing down what, is com- what, is, what has come positive out of 2020 and to demonstratively put it on a piece of paper and then put it somewhere in our office so that when we put all of these pieces of paper together, it is going to be stunning and it is going to make a statement. Allow your patients, your practice members, your staff to make a statement about the positive hope that's coming in 2021. That's the only way to live. You can't live the other direction. You can't just wor- you know, worry about everything, get anxious about everything, stress about everything. Don't do it. 
All right. That was it. That was a lot of main dish, um, mashed potatoes and gravy. That was maybe some cream corn and cranberries. Oh, by the way, I, I was going to mention this. I was going to mention the fact that uh, the drinks, you can make any cool drink by just putting some cranberries in it. Not, not the sloppy cranberries, like the real actual berries that you can get like from Costco in a big bag or whatever. Um, and so ginger ale and cranberry garnish, you know, can go into a drink and make any drink look super cool. All right, like you are the bomb, okay? So, and not only that, but football, I mentioned that we were going to talk about football. There's got to be football on, okay? So, these are my tips for having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Re-listen to this a couple times. It's kind of a short podcast, uh, but re-listen to it a couple times. Share it with your spouse. Share it with somebody else that you know might be hosting, that's maybe hosting for the first time, and maybe they'll be encouraged by it. Um, as always, I want you to share the podcast. I want you to get it out there. I want you to rate it if you can. And always stay hungry, my friends. Stay hungry. And always, always, always pay it forward. Cairo Feast.